This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. As we've got uh, online uh, Tim Van der Molen, and uh, we'll press a button and see if he's there. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Brian. It's good to have you on, and uh, all's well with you, is it? Yes, yeah, look, it's a bit of a journey for me at the moment. I'm on a bit of a recovery after a nasty accident. Yes. um, Yeah, it's all progressing well, and uh, I'd just like to start by uh, giving a big shout-out to the amazing team up at Waikato Hospital for all their dedication and professionalism. Uh, I was with them. I had 10 days in there, actually. Well, yes. Yes, I knew you weren't uh, on uh, track, and uh, I picked up a few things from David uh, Bennett, and he said he'd just fill in until you were ready. So there we go. Oh, he- yeah. But uh, have you been down? To, haven't been down to Parliament recently, then? No, look, I haven't been down back down there yet. I'm uh, still probably a wee way from being able to make that journey just okay. yet. Yep. But fortunately, we're in a digital or electronic world these days, <laughs> and um, lots of Zoom. Able to participate remotely, so. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I've been able to watch the proceedings anyway. Um, oh, I'm, I'm not yet uh, participating, but I hope to be doing that from the next sitting block, yep. uh, which, which starts next week. Oh, that's really, really good to know. And uh, one of the two things I sort of run past you are the, the effects on New Zealand from the Ukraine war. Seems to be we may be pay, paying more for petrol, we already are, and, uh, and a few other things like that because of the war. Yes, that's a really interesting one. I mean, goodness, I think most Kiwis would appreciate that we've been, you know, seeing this cost of living crisis escalating for, well, some time now, really, um, long before the war came along, but it certainly has been exacerbated, uh, fuel costs in particular, as a result of the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine and the subsequent sanctions that have been placed on Russia. And I think, you know, when we look at that, that that's the right thing to do. Yep. Um, fortunately, we've got to that position now of getting legislation through. It's a, a bit of a shame it didn't happen uh, a bit sooner. We um, had some legislation ready to go on these what they call autonomous sanctions. So that's ability, oh. the ability for a country like New Zealand to put sanctions in place uh, on our own yep. without having to follow a UN resolution, which... Um, until just recently had been the case. But, uh, yeah, the government didn't want to pass those ones. They ended up, fortunately, coming to the table with their own set in the last week of um, Parliament and and passed that through urgency. So we do have the ability to put sanctions in place on Russia now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, as I say, the oil ones in particular will likely lead to increased costs globally. Uh, We've seen a big rebound, a big jump in those prices, but then it did actually soften a little bit as well. Um, but look, that's just one of the things that I think we have to accept, uh, given the, the reality of this environment, bizarre environment we're in, where we've got yeah. one massive country invading another. I mean, you just don't expect this sort of thing in this day and age to no. have an all-out war like that. I mean, goodness, we're in the 21st century. Surely we're a bit more advanced yeah. than that sort of behaviour from a, a large country like Russia. So it's been very disappointing to see. But yes, ultimately... Um, bit more pain at the pump. It yep. was already trending towards $3 anyway, though, oh so we can't gosh. blame it all on the war in Ukraine, of course. But aside from the petrol, actually, there's some concerns around the uh, cost of 
grain or wheat oh, yes. off the back of that. So Ukraine and Russia between them produce something like 30% of the world's uh, global uh, grain supply. And, and so, you know, it's a little uncertain as to what impacts there will be on that off the back of this um, war that's going on as well. So, you know, we could see price of bread, for example, increasing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, China has been doing a lot of forward buying, uh, forward contract buying of those um, wheat grain products as well, yep. which interestingly had started before the invasion. So they obviously um, thought there was going to be a pinch point this year and, and started buying quite aggressively. So oh, really? they have uh, stockpiled something like 50% of the Northern Hemisphere's um, supply for the year, which Good is a gosh. phenomenal amount. Yeah. And, and so, yes, th- these things will have a real impact. Um, and, and, you know, as I say, this cost of living crisis is quite significant, even aside from those aspects, when you look at cost of power, cost of mm. rent, uh, cost of fruit and vegetables, yep. all those aspects are significantly higher anyway. And then you add in the likes of petrol. Um, it, look, it's, yeah, it's making it really tough for people out there and we need to see some change. So thank goodness the government have, have come to the table with a reduction now in, in the fuel price. Yes. Um, which will provide some support, but ultimately that's not the long-term solution. We need to see some other area has been addressed so it'll be interesting to see what they come up with there yeah surely well christopher luxon's been uh, talking about easing the tax burden right across the board really yeah well look we just see that as a really simple way to let kiwis keep more of the money yep. that they earn yep now ultimately our view uh, is fundamentally that people are co- competent and capable of spending their own money in, in the best way for them and their family and so changing these tax brackets just enables them to have a little bit more of that money in their own back pocket. But it also reflects the fact that actually over time we've seen inflation, right? Yep. And inflation means that basically that people are earning less yeah. than they were because the cost of goods is going up and their wages aren't increasing as high, although there has been wage increase. Um, to, a, to a lesser extent, and that has meant that they've now been pushed up into higher tax brackets, so they're paying more tax mm. as well. And so our view is that, hey, we need to lift those tax brackets to make sure that they are keeping in, in line with inflation so that ultimately you're not ending up paying more tax simply because of uh, some wage growth inflation. All oh, right, okay. One of the other things that's uh, getting up a, a few people's noses, as it were, is the government wanting to take over the three waters. And I know the council mm. here aren't happy about about that at all. Yes, look, that's one again that um, has been a little bizarre to get a, get my head around anyway. And, <laughs> and I've spoken with a lot of people who have felt the same. Um, ultimately, my view on that, Brian, is that you know three waters is one of the critical responsibilities of local council. Absolutely. And... What you know, the reason that's the case is because typically local councils understand local needs better than central government do, and that's why it's so important to have local input, mm. local leadership, local decision making around how to uh, utilize these assets, where to invest in them, uh, and what that what change might look like if change is needed. And, and how that's managed over time. Um, if, if you centralise it, the proposal that the government has put forward would see 
the Waikato region become part of uh, a one of four regional bodies, um, and ours would include right down to New Plymouth, all of the Bay of Plenty, and there would only be uh, spots for five decision makers, despite there being 22 councils on that. And so then the question becomes, which council gets a spot and oh, which doesn't? Right. Yep, yep. And so presumably Hamilton City would, but then some of the smaller councils like Waikato, Matamata Piako, Waipa, Otrahonga, they may all miss out. Yeah, and I so see. So yeah. that doesn't inherently yeah. seem fair. Ultimately, local decision-making is important in these sorts of things. We need to trust our councillors. If people don't like the decisions they're making, or they can change their councillors at local body elections. Yep. Um, but ultimately, it's ratepayer assets, and the government shouldn't be getting involved. And alongside that is, of course, the um, concern raised by some as well around the management decisions within that yep. uh, with we've been given a lot more say as well and so the whole thing is just a really bizarre um, stance by the government and shifting the management of what has been in most cases functioning pretty well and of course there yep. are some councils where the water assets haven't been functioning pretty especially well and, and Hastings or the Havelock North situation was obviously a catalyst for this but, but that aside most councils are doing a pretty good job yep well, I think that's a big one, and uh, people are talking about that. And uh, maybe the mm-hmm. change, a change of government next year we could reverse that altogether. Well, we would like to see that, and <laughs> it's been encouraging to see recent polls um, showing us returning to yes. a, a higher level of support than we've had over the last year or so. Yep. Um, and, and looked at, I think, as a reflection of the fact that we're now... Uh, a more stable political party than we have been, but we're also keeping focused on the key issues that are important for people. Yep. Uh, our messages are resonating with Kiwis, and ultimately, if we want to be in government, we've got to be listening to New Zealanders, understanding what's important for them, and proposing solutions for those problems. Fair and enough. what we're hearing at the moment are a lot of problems around the cost of living crisis continuing to escalate, even before the war in Ukraine Um, and then of course housing issues we're seeing law and order Uh, there's a lot of um, crime increasing not not just in our region but nationwide Um, but you know there's a horrendous attack on a tanker driver just over the weekend in rural Waikato from a group of boy racers and this sort of stuff is totally unacceptable and our, our police are stretched far too thin, they're doing the best they can, but they don't have the resources to deliver the outcomes that we need. So, you know, there's some real pressure points in the system and, mm. and we're working hard to try and fix some of those and it's been encouraging to see that hard work recognised uh, through the recent polls. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one right throughout and uh, see how we go on that one. And finally, uh, Simon Bridges' decision, he's stepping down. Yeah, bit, a bit of a surprise. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. I mean, Simon has been one of our most senior MPs for a number of years now. And, you know, really, for me coming in in 2017, he stepped into the leadership only a few months after I became an MP. So uh-huh. he really has been right at the forefront um, throughout my parliamentary career. And, of course, as, as a near neighbour in the seat of Tauranga, mm. um, yeah, I've had a fair bit to do with Simon. And so it will be a real, a real loss for us. But at the same time, he has served 14 years 
in Parliament. Yep. That is a long time in any job these days, and he has made a massive commitment. It has been a big sacrifice, not just for him, but for his family as well, yeah. as it is for every MP. And you spend a lot of time away from your family. And so, you know, at 45 years old, it's not surprising that he's made the decision now to uh, go away and try something else and spend a bit more time with family. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be a real loss to us. We're sad to see him go, of course, but, um, yeah, it'll be the start of an exciting new chapter for him, I'm sure. Yeah, and we'll look forward to uh, the by-election in due course. See our time's running out on us, uh, Tim. So yes. thank, thank you for coming on this morning. And uh, all things being equal, we'll talk to you again in a fortnight's time. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.